Never get comfortable. Never assume. Never count on anything. You never know what the Strictly producers are going to do. Maybe you'll glitter in gold. Maybe you'll be dancing in an outrageously feathered tribute to Elton John. Maybe you'll be dressed as pre-communist Cuban decadence Barbie. Or maybe you'll be sent out third, dancing to the lowest energy chart single they can find, dressed entirely in red and kill lit in black and white. Welcome to the Keep Dancing Podcast. I'm Ellie, your host. Tonight I'm joined by Elliot. Aloha. Meg. Hello. Vicky. Hello. And Emily. Hello. And that's the amount of delay we have, people. We are your 100% unofficial, unexpurgated and unauthorised source of Strictly Come Dancing analysis and opinions. We aren't neutral, we aren't always polite, but we are extremely intrigued by the fully liveried Strictly Chippy van that featured in this week's episode for approximately three seconds. If you'd like to get in touch with us, uh, follow us on our socials. Uh, it's all at Keep Dancing Pod wherever. And we're also now on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, and at some point I will actually put all of this year's episodes on the website at keepdancingpodcast.com. If you enjoy what you hear, uh, leave us reviews and stuff and tell your friends about the podcast. We don't advertise, we only spread by word of mouth. And this week's special big hello is to Mary in Edinburgh. We really hope you're enjoying the show. Well, folks, what was all that about? Uh, I feel like that's a question we ask every week and with increasing regularity and increasing stridency. I, sometimes I mean it more than others. I thought the madness was last week. Meg. I, uh, that was a twist. Um, I really didn't see that one coming. I was expecting a nice, normal Strictly after last week's insanity. Uh, no. No, I'm afraid we can't have normal things anymore. I've forgotten we're in the terrible timeline. Yes. Elliot. Well, the scoring was almost like Wheel of Fortune. Like they just span a big board and whatever it landed on, they went, sure. And, uh, yeah, it was it was so bizarre. Like, it, it, it showed a big lot of, like, who has televote power and who doesn't. That's the main takeaway I took away. It's like, we now kind of know where the public's votes are going at the moment. And I almost want the judges to start giving two scores. Like, the actual numerical score to, to like, show how technical the dance was. And instead of bunging on some extra points because somebody who used to be bad has got incrementally better, give them, like, I don't know, a rating, like, a number of stars for effort or something. So that you're, like, separating the mark of actual goodness from, woo, you improved a bit. Is what you're suggesting that you turn it into ice skating where we have the artistic interpretation and the technical execution? And I hear ice skating never has any problems with controversial scoring, right? No. <laughs> not at all. Uh, no, for not having any issues. It's like gymnastics. Ice skating... Like a notoriously chill sport with no controversies. Yeah. Emily. 
Um, just, I, I, yeah, I think I was tuning in expecting it to be back to its normal level of chaos, um, which is, you know, my preferred chaos level. Um, and instead I got this. Um, yeah, I... I, I, well, yes. I don't really know so, where to start on it all. What do you think Strictly's D&D alignment would be? You know, I could I could ask my husband this question. He is a DM. I think it might be chaotic neutral. Let, let me... Like it do, it, okay. Let me check with him. Because chaotic neutral is you don't really care about the results and you also actively don't give a damn about rules yeah i would agree with you yeah and i also massively think that might be me too um yay chaotic neutral um yeah the i this the the chip band's interesting do we think that's going to make a reappearance later in the series you hmm, don't Blackpool. fully you don't fully customize a pretend chip van for that. No. Well, at least the castle will fit if it was fully stocked. Right. I, hey, I wonder. I, I've checked with my resident DM, and mm, he yeah, reckons yeah. if it's on a um, if it's on a whim, then they're probably chaotic uh, neutral. But if they're actively uh, being malicious, then they are definitely neutral evil. I think Strictly is too silly and soft-hearted to be neutral evil. I think I think it's chaotic neutral. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. like Checked every now and then they get <laughs> they get hit with the urge to just go. Let's see what happens if we do this. Uh, okay, and um, in fact, let's see what happens if we do this. Dancing the jive and putting in a moderately competent shout for a role in Rocketman the Stage Musical. It's Chris Ramsey and his partner, Karen. Can we please appreciate Karen took a negative critique against Chris and put it into the routine this week? With the basketball jump, please. (laughs) (laughs) Trolling at its finest. (laughs) Fun Karen is also troll Karen and uh, that's a good thing for everybody, right? Yeah. We stand fun, Karen. I, I, I'm I really glad to see that she's enjoying being in the competition, like, in a fun way again. Um, I'm sure she enjoyed it last year with Charles Venn, but it got a bit intense. Um, whereas she Hashtag seems to blessed. just... Indeed. Um, whereas this year she just seems to be having a bit of a riot and... Like... And just wearing those clothes. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want a silver lame parachute-legged jumpsuit? I think that I think they've had to do to that jumpsuit what I have to do to my jumpsuits, which is separate the top half and the bottom half and add six inches of extra torso. Uh, well, you know, we're not all blessed with your body length. It's not a blessing, it's, it's I can a, tell you. It's a curse. <laughs> This is why I don't do jumpsuits. <laughs> I'd have to dance with AJ. Well, I think, I think you'd have to remove six inches from mine. <laughs> Indeed. There was a lot of jumpsuits this evening, weren't there? 
Just as in... Yeah, they do like... A jumpsuit is having a moment. I blame Fleabag. Vicky, this wasn't very good, but I didn't mind. Why? Um, Because it was really fun, and we like him, and Karen is having fun. Sorry, that's a lot of fun. But, um, you know, he's he's technically competent and can do routines. Um, You you sit back and you know he's going to deliver it. Um, Not technically perfectly but he's going to be interesting to watch um it won't be a bit it won't be scary like Mike Bushell it'll just be comfortable to watch and entertaining and also I don't know why but I'm really feeling like Karen has finally found her series and it's sort of it may have taken seven years but we've got there with her and everyone sort of struggled with her a little bit on and off but she's she's finally she's happy and we get her (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like yeah. soft butch fun. Karen is best. Karen. Yes. Yeah, I, I just have huge issues with the shoes Chris was wearing because they were, they were trainers, and that's why he was so. That's why it was part of the reason why it was so bad because he was incredibly flat footed because he had no natural arch because of the bloody shoes again wrecking a jive. Oh, they were all black. I mean, yeah, he did forget what he was doing. They're What's awful. been really nice about seeing um, actual training in the VTs has been actually seeing Karen teach Chris her like her teaching methods. Because um, I've always sort of questioned them a little bit because she hasn't had much to work with sometimes, but you never know like what they're actually doing. And actually seeing her teach jive technique was was nice. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're actually learning things from the training montages rather than trying to do a cheap like a very low budget skit comedy actually showing some training is it like it turns out to be much better television and i'm just trying to think how long how many years did we have sorry how many years did we have these stupid vts for uh the entirety of thingy rainbow's reign as producer so like 2010 to to last year yeah yeah wow I can't remember life before. <laughs> the VTs were shorter and we got through the whole show a lot quicker. Mm. I, I do quite like... Yeah, I really like being able to see them like do training stuff. It, if, if we have to have VTs, I would rather they have training content, not here is a random thing we've decided to do that's tangentially related to our dance and or us. Oh, here are our families. Humanizers. Here's Nan. <laughs> oh, well, more, no. <laughs> more of that later. Did we hear what Chris was doing next week? I don't think so. It Not must be. It must be traditional boring. It must be. Yeah, I'm going to assume like a tango. Oh, yeah, we haven't had a serious dance from Chris yet, so that'd be nice. Yeah. Give him a tango. Yeah, hold off on the foxtrot until he's a little bit better. Oh, I hope mm, they don't well, give him one of Strictly's famous rock tangos. Uh. Well, we just had one, so fingers crossed. Tip. Yeah, because this, this week's went so well. Yeah, we just had one. Maybe they will think that that was a bad idea and not do them again. Uh, we can only hope. Any more on Chris and Karen? They're just bloody brilliant, and I love them. <laughs> if right, if there is, if Rocket Man is coming to stage in the next couple of years, which it probably is, 
Chris probably can't sing enough to do any of the roles, but who could? No. Hmm. Because I think Rocket Man on stage is is a thing that's going to happen. Everything's a West End musical these yeah. days. Anyway, moving on. Dancing the Viennese waltz and showing her partner what he's capable of if he applies himself and tries really hard. It's Emma Barton and her partner, Anton. It's so nice to see some progression in the pro, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes it Serving is. Serving out some tea tonight. <laughs> she um, took him to acting school. <laughs> the- this was like this was like a Freaky Friday type of thing where where the where the pro learned more from the celebrity. <laughs> well, like- this week did feel like a Twilight Zone episode, so it fits. I suppose so. Yeah, um, I I just I don't know what to do with myself when Anton isn't doing something that's actively hateful. I know <laughs> he does make a change. Because, like, he acts about so much that I constantly forget that he is an exceptional ballroom dancer. Mm-hmm. And, I yeah. I I just found it very funny for, like, three to four days when Anton says, Oh, yeah, we're doing the Viennese Wolves. Oh, what are you dancing to? Send in the clowns. Like, oh, just a perfectly apt song for Anton. Him and clown. Yep. But this week he wasn't, and it worked. Shock horror. He's a bit of a sad clown, though. <laughs> I think I, I think I've said before that I can't hear that song without like the Simpsons one where like you know, Krusty's like sitting there going, "Send in the crown," and then um, his sidekick is like, "They're already here." Already here. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. An Anton song. <laughs> Thank you for that frank critique of Dave Arch, uh, Dave Arch and his wonderful orchestra. <laughs> you know, bringing that, bringing the best content possible. <sighs> Just, I feel my my comfort levels with Anton's acting are at about the same point as my comfort levels with Anton's novel writing career. Um, oh. <laughs> In that you're so, like, I'm perfectly happy for him to do them as long as I don't have to know about it. Yes. Amazon keeps suggesting Quite. them to me. It's very upsetting. I what? don't know why. What have you done? I um, don't know. I might, just nuke my, I might just nuke my recommendations to get whatever I clicked on at some point out. If you are, I, I think it might, did you uh, follow my recommendation and read Sparkle, the Strictly Come Dancing tie-in novel? Uh, so oh, that sounds so awful. Oh, it is, it's dreadful. It's full of product placement, which was really weird. For a BBC product placement for, for Walford Tights. Um, which was very strange. And it's, it's basically a, a soft chiclet uh, romance novel set amongst, I think, the Pamela Stevenson series of Strictly. Right. Wow. So it's probably written by the same ghostwriter okay. who's writing Anton's. I, well, I w- couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> I was going to say, are we are we 100% sure it's ghostwritten? I mean, I don't want to, like, I want to assume the best, you know? 
I assume the worst. <laughs> well, no, I what feel am I doing? Like, like we we can be proper, pretty sure that Anton isn't Rocky Flintstone, but I think that Anton might have the same writing modus operandi as Rocky Flintstone. I just had an awful, I just had an awful vision of um, Anton writing really bad porn now. Where's the glittery sick Right, 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 right. We're doing Emma a massive disservice here. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We are. Once more, we're talking about bloody Anton. Emma, Emma, strictly superfan Barton, is on her way to the final. Absolutely. Mm, I wouldn't say that just yet. I suppose there is some more Latin hurdles to overcome. Blackpool. I I will say. I will say it's quite telling that this was her breakthrough dance, like Katie Durham had the Viennese as her massive breakthrough dance, and they both scored 35. I do find that very interesting. And I guess now, you know, they clearly tried to push Emma this week. I I don't see her making the final, though. I think it's between her and someone else now for that, that for that fourth spot. But I don't think... I don't think people want Anton in the final. And that's the same... That's a shame for Emma, because she did dance for... I didn't like that underarm... Um, where like Anton holds her neck and she goes under him, that seemed a bit messy at the start, but it did. It was lovely in the end. It it was lovely. I, I didn't love her dress though. I will admit. People were talking. People were in raptures about it. I didn't quite get it. Also, holding <laughs> by the neck is never that romantic. No. no. <laughs> I did like yeah. her dress though. I wasn't so keen on the bottom of it, but I did enjoy the. Um, did we conclude that it was applique embroideries? Yeah, T said it was a plique. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it looked lovely. Um, and whilst it wasn't one of the more outlandish things that we tend to go mad over on the pod, um, it's something that I think a lot of people could em- envisage themselves wearing. And so that's a, a really lovely thing for people to have in the show. Mm. Mm. But yeah, uh, back into the rocky waters of Latin next week, presumably. Sadly, yes, I think so. Like, so we're con- we're doing a sort of a trousers of time thought experiment where Emma's dancing with Kevin. How how did Emma do in her Viennese this week with Kevin? It was fine, but he got giddy Perfect. and added some stupid theming. Uh, yeah, like there was. Well, I will be talking about the various pieces of Kevin's leftover mod theming throughout the evening. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Per- perfect. Perfectly pleasant with some overstaged ham acting from Kevin. It probably scored about. Which is what this was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. Oh God, they're sort of becoming the same person. Yep. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> Christ. Except one of them's played by Michael Sheen and the other one's played by Rob Brydon. <laughs> Oh, I'm never going to be able to unsee that comparison. <laughs> or, or Ben Miller. Oh, or Ben Miller. Well, anyway, now I've ruined that nice thing. Let's ruin something else. Yay! Dancing the cha-cha, but not with a stranger. That's what we do in the launch show, not in week four. It's Dev Griffin and his partner, Diane. Well. <laughs> so... Every year there's one who there's somebody who we like we have a bit of a blockage with we can't really get hold of them as a person we don't feel like they're memorable 
and then they get sort of surprisingly knocked out. Whoops. We're getting quite good at this. I did say, I don't, I don't, I, sorry, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but I did, I, I don't know if I said on here, I did say I thought Dev would be first out, um, not knowing his dance ability at the time, but just because he was so forgettable in the whole lineup, and I still feel kind of valid in my point now. Yeah, um, we, we did say that in the launch episode that Dev would probably last a week four because Diane's b diary is quite busy. Uh, we didn't plan <laughs> that, but it seems to have happened. By mistake, we're not at fault. <laughs> yeah, that has ended up being accidentally significantly more shady than we expected. Sorry, Diane, because Diane was so she was gutted. She was absolutely gutted. It, and we don't want Diane to be because she's lovely. No, we love Diane. It got to the point where it was, for lack of a better word, uncomfortable because like there's this woman just absolutely distraught and there's nothing we can do and you kind of feel responsible in and, a sense because the, the public have a vote yeah and she's kind of she's in a position where the cameras are on her and she's ugly crying and it's like could the cameras find something else to do please yeah, there's definitely a kind of like and everyone onto the stage now <laughs> Yeah, what I was really pleased yeah. to see, and one of the things that makes me genuinely like a little bit weepy, is someone showing like mega friendship, and Amy flew across the floor to give her a big hug. And I'd like to think that like I've got one or two friends who, in that situation, would leg it from the other side of the room just to like envelop me when I was that upset. Mm. And Amy well, probably like elbowed a couple of runners in the face as well. Yeah. I mean, probably. I mean, I'd prefer I, that I she didn't. Like, yeah. But, you know. I also by accident. Yeah. Sort of in the intensity of the moment. I also just liked how Dev was. You know, he was. He was very protective of her. Like he had he had his chin mm. on her head and he was rubbing her back and I thought that was really sweet. But that was a really awkward last dance that wasn't a dance and I don't think we've seen that before. But it's it sums up that whole sort of like mode like oh you've just been knocked out of a competition now go have a dance and have a jolly round the floor it's like well how can you in that situation and that's like that's probably how everyone feels inside like Diane just physically couldn't move off the spot and we've all been there yeah. I think what was more telling is that obviously when they do their you know talk about the couple being eliminated thing on Instagram and Twitter Dev and Diane had changed and they were in the back room they didn't stay on the floor in their outfits like they normally do so. I think as soon as they hit cut, they've just walked off. Like, Diane's like, I can't do this. I need to get out of here. Mm. And then they've kind of gone, we, we need to do this bit for the final VT. Can we get you back for five minutes? Which, and I think Diane was like that because I think she truly felt she had someone that she could get to the final again. And someone she's become great they, mates with. They're going to be back on the Christmas special. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. And you know because that's what we do. We give away a meaningless trophy to people we do wrong to in the main series. I really hope they get to reuse <laughs> parts of that um, red fringed jumpsuit for some devil costume sometime in the near future. Yeah, it, it did look like a devil costume, but it was too early for Halloween. Like even her hair looked like it was almost like done up in like space balloons slash horns. Things it's like oh wait, it's not Halloween, let's kind of like tone it down a little bit. <laughs> in the Keep Dancing Pod WhatsApp group, we were talking about this uh, term, kill lit. Um, so, Dev and Diane's routine, uh, we know that it didn't, it was like in the bottom three or four of the public vote. Um, and we also, and we, and 
when somebody's not scored well in the public vote, a reason that that could be, and a sort of a common producer manipulation tactic, is to make something look aggressive or oppressive on stage. And like you would think, a nightclub cha-cha would look sort of uh, light and bright, rather than being all in red with this very harsh red backing and harsh black and white lights. Hmm. It it did seem odd that it was so red. I mean, it lacked a theming, and it lacked any kind of theming other than red. Um, and I was thinking yeah. about like other shock eliminations, like Aston, for example, which was killed by weird theming and stuff like that. Whereas this sort of sank from its lack of any sort of theming slash attention to it. Yeah, and uh, so Dev and Diane have been enjoying quite high YouTube viewing figures uh, so far this series. So over the weeks, it was two hundred fifty-two thousand. 104,000, 103,000, 244,000. But, uh, and in the 24 hours, it only got 80,000 this dance. So it didn't even get the normal amount of people watching it back. Which, when this is the one week he fell, and you know, Kelvin's fell to this sort of score, so is Karim. Like, the week he's fell, he's fell fourth bottom, which is probably the most dangerous place to be, because when you're in the bottom three, people will pick up the phone and vote for you. From there up, people kind of assume you should be okay. And this was the one week we really wanted to see, like, right, what's his televote power? Is he memorable or has his judges' score gotten through? And it kind of maybe implies that his judges' score has gotten through each week. So I do wonder how strong has he always been this low with the public the first few weeks? Which is sad. He's, like, I would say he's one of the less famous contestants this year but he's got a very popular pro so I don't really know how it's happened it's very sad but we'll see you at Christmas Dev um, what what Christmas songs are you going to be dancing to then uh, oh god just because they were dressed in red I can't get rid of the red nose range <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, expect that confirmed sometime in November. Dancing the Charleston amidst an overwhelming torrent of absolutely iconic behaviour, it's Kath Tildesley and her partner, Johannes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Johannes is challenging OT for status as my favourite pro. <laughs> I need I mean... that mic audio of those who are having a gossip at the start at the nail bar. <laughs> But it was the fact that he came on, did the dance, was fabulous, said pretty much nothing the whole time. And then, like, Claudia just said to him, you know, you're having a good time, too. And he just said that one line about I'm having my best life. And everyone was just <laughs> dying. Oh, I actually God. I actually missed that line. I don't know what he said. I need to go back and watch it. And Craig asked him to tone it down and he just shook his head. Oh, you, you might no. as well ask Rain not to be wet. I mean, what? <laughs> I don't know, tone it down, not going to happen <laughs> We were worried about it being a weird version of Single Ladies And Dave Arch, you, you did it again You nearly murdered that song But we, we soldiered on if you, have to, if you have it on mute, it's a really lovely Charleston <laughs> I wonder if we could potentially re-edit it to the actual music it's, I think it's doable. Mm. 
Maybe maybe I'm so do- devoted to Kath and Joe that I will do this. Maybe I am. They are, they I... are the sort of pairing that inspires devotion, aren't they? Like that little clip where she was talking about how hard they were working and Johanna's said about like going and running it again and she was like, mm, more calories, but that means more cake. Cake. And there's just a little <laughs> there's just a little look between them and I just think you're living you're living my northern girl dreams here. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was it was just when she got called the auntie tonight and she's like, Yeah, need need a paracetamol, go to Auntie Kath, need need something else, come to me, need food, come to me. I was like, I want her as my aunt. <laughs> I, She's the fun aunt I want in my life. <laughs> I liked how suspicious yeah. she was <laughs> at the ne- like the actual nail bar. Vicky, sorry, sorry. I was just like I genuinely believe that the nail bar setting like it was in the VT and in the dance as well, but that was 100% Johannes's idea. Like, not he didn't have to drag Kath there, did he? Exactly. No. Nope. <laughs> but I did like how suspicious she was at the real nail bar, where she was like, why are you being so nice to me? <laughs> why are we here? He wanted getting... to see... <laughs> he wanted his acrylics done. <laughs> I know, but she was, she was just like, this is great, but why are we here? <laughs> Which is a very good question, and it should be the question that they ask at the start of all of the stupid VTs. Again, again, um, living I, our I, northern I, dreams. I want... I want them in the final. Yes. I really want it. I really, really want it. But it's, I'm not going to get it. I think the, the only like, thing that upset oh. me about this Charleston was her shoes. I think because yes. the dress stopped so short and then there was a lot of leg and then these fluorescent pink feet, it was a little disturbing. Um, I would have gone with a fluorescent pink fishnet. Yeah, um, it needed something to mm. connect them, because otherwise it would just looked a bit like it had been painted on at the end. It was a weird... It, that was my only quibble sort of with a, this whole routine. A Barbie They shoe. reminded yeah. me of Barbie shoes. The little rubbery ones that you'd like stretch onto their feet. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't a massive fan of her dress. Loved the colour, but the top looked... A bit loose, almost to the point where it looked like it didn't fit her properly. We and are so starting d- to get to the point where everybody's rapidly losing weight as well. Mm, True. Yeah. But it, like that, that was like bothering me a bit because I was like, it looks like it doesn't fit. And I just want to sort of, like pin it down. <laughs> it did look at the back like it had been sort of last minute clipped and pinned as well, which probably didn't help. In terms of a Charleston, though, it didn't irritate me, which is the highest accolade <laughs> that can be given to a Charleston by me. I, I actively enjoyed it, so that must mean it was really good and probably not actually all that Charleston-y. The, the yeah, Emmy stamp of approval overly. for Charlestons. <laughs> it wasn't overly Charleston-y. It was like, enough Charleston to be called a Charleston, but it wasn't um, brimming over with irritating chirpiness that Charlestons normally are. It wasn't the fixed grin Charleston, it was a coquettish wink Charleston. And it also had a lot of Beyoncé dance quotes in it as yeah. well. Yeah. And, you know, you can't really go wrong with the pomp move, etc. I like the I like the second lift. I wasn't too sure about the first lift. It, I know it was meant to be kind of waving and kicking, but it did look a bit more like struggling. Um, I it's a fine think line. she slightly underpowered her jump 
to get onto Johanna's shoulder because in practice she was a lot more horizontal in that lift. Yeah. Um, but even the swimming BT, thing, isn't it? it? Yeah. No, it's. I mean, I did. I did catch sight of how bruised her arms are from um, all the lifts and stuff. Bless her. So. Um, but she didn't look. Oh, hang on. Moment of pretend prosecco ASMR. Ooh. Um, yeah, she she didn't seem very comfortable with the big lifts in the Charleston, which you know, if you if you're not used to being picked up and flung around, then it's going to be a bit frightening. And who amongst us is? <laughs> um, we didn't find out what they're doing next week, did we? Something fabulous. <laughs> yes, it has to be. It has to be. I feel like I'm. Oh, I feel like I was so flummoxed by the end of that show that I just have no idea what anyone's doing next week. If they'd said anything, I was just like, "Well, we we don't huh? <laughs> we don't really get new dance information in the outro anymore. They tend to do it up in the uh, sofas." Yeah, I know somebody said what they were doing, but I couldn't tell you who or what because I think I was just sitting there going. Eh? <laughs> it was it was one of those nights one of those crazy crazy nights dancing the tango and getting a goal on the kevin clifton commemorative broken down motorcycle it's alex scott and her partner neil brendan cole commemorative uh, motorcycle from the 80s rock tango All right. team and getting a go on the Strop Pro <laughs> commemorative broken down motorcycle. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. Because one well. thing I thought about in this routine was that, um, yeah, one thing I just felt like this dance, it was really weirdly styled. It was like Vicky Gill had just gone like down Urban Outfitters and bought a few things on the cell rack for them to wear. And then like I felt like it should have been styled like um, the Charlotte Hawkins routine Brendan did. It was identical. Um my motorbike ale and um, would have benefited from a bit more of that. If her leg action had been a bit neater, she could have got away with uh, some pleather trousers. But Mm. then you would have just seen everything and it would have been a a disaster. Yeah, legs weren't great, unfortunately. Like Strictly to Stop doing the rock tango. Yeah, it it serves neither the rock nor the tango. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan of both things hugely. The combination of the two is not a, a happy mixture. Um, also, it was the wrong genre of rock clothing for 70s Fleetwood Mac. If you're going for a rumours era look, then she should have been dressed up as Stevie Nicks and uh, Neil could have been Mick Fleetwood. Or, yeah, rocking some pumpkin pants and uh, low hanging decorative balls. Could, yeah, I mean the costuming, the costuming, <laughs> the costuming insp- inspiration is yeah. right there. I thought it was Lindsay Buckingham uh, on the front. Yeah. Either way, no one needs low-hanging no. decorative balls. Was the uh, <laughs> Neil would have you know they're not decorative; <laughs> they're functional. So go I on, Meg. I was going to say, did anyone? Was the rosary? Ta- wrist tattoo for the costuming or is that something Alex has and I've just never noticed it she is usually wearing a crucifix 
Okay. It's just the rosary tattoo is a interesting choice. Uh, I hadn't noticed it before. <laughs> I might go back and look. Uh, but, you know, footballers and tattoos, it's a yeah, thing. I just, it was one of those things where I was like, huh, that could either be part of the costuming or I could have just not noticed it in the previous answers. Yeah. Um, just, I just don't care for a rock tango. Um, but I was very entertained by Alex trying not to smile for 90 seconds when she's having such a lovely time. Bless her little socks. She's really got to absolutely do something next week, though, because um, you know how, as well as there being one that we don't quite connect to and gets knocked out early, there's also always one who is really good at wearing frocks, but gets uh, but doesn't quite get the dancing and gets knocked out early. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, uh, the main thing is that she needs to get her head out more. It was just too far in. She just needs to stick her head out and like show off her neck, and it'll give her a better top line, which and it would have given her a few extra marks, I think. She's getting there, but yeah, she needs to kick on quicker because I'm starting to think she's hit a glass ceiling, and I don't want her to because she is just living her dream of being on Strictly. I think Motsi's comment been... about, um, but you know, you're never really going to please us, so just have fun. See all the deal with like her relationship with the judges, which made me a little bit sad. I thought that I, I well I sort of interpreted it as a, a slightly nicer way um like you're you're like you're very focused on being perfect and being a high achiever but you should but you would actually achieve more if you relaxed and got out of your own head like trying to give her some sports psychology advice yeah mm-hmm. I took it as the sports psychology route rather than the uh sort of slight shade you're a lost cause. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did notice that the heel height has increased ever so slightly. Um, so I think she's gone up the next quarter inch or whatever it is. Because um, she had her Latin shoes on. Yeah, it's hard wearing heels. It is hard heels. wearing heels. Um, but like we've said before, quite often the, the correct shoes helps inform the dancing. Um, and... Yeah. You know, it, it was noticeable when she was wearing that slightly lower heel that her posture, like her, her, her hip and sort of leg placement wasn't the same as if she was wearing that higher heel. So um, hopefully it's not causing her too much discomfort um, and she'll yeah. crack on. And uh, Neil is having a marvellous time getting to go backstage at all of the football stuff. <laughs> and trolling the internet and the tabloids with are they, aren't they? Like that Instagram post of those two in dressing grounds. They know what they're doing and I'm here for it. Oh, oh, speaking of um, showman's rumours, apparently... No. <clears throat> and no. you're not going to believe this. You're not, no. No, no, this isn't... Oh, no, this oh is nice I know what you're going to say. It's not the horrible one. It's oh. not the horrible one. It's not the horrible one. Uh, Katya and Joe McFadden had dinner together on Friday night and one of the tabloids was um, uh, calling this date night... I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. <laughs> really doubt it. But yeah. Fine. I'm glad they're friends. Yeah. Let the tabloid stream and we can laugh. Yes. But did, did you read the thing about, um, so, you know, Neil and Alex went to the internationals, look, the Albert Hall together on Thursday night. Apparently, well, somewhere wrote that they went home together. But, you know. Well, he, uh, 
He's been watching the results show around her house on a Sunday when they've got no reason to be together. Mm. They might Maybe just live near one too. another and share a taxi. Very frugal. Also, Katya was round at Neil's mum for Sunday dinner today. Um, who can know what goes on in people's hearts and lives? I want to know, though. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Um, dancing the quick step and not contributing to the rehabilitation of the reputation of P.T. Barnum is J- D- James David, is Craig David, is David James, and his partner Nadia. She likes these. It's James David. James Cragnall. <laughs> yeah. Stop making it difficult for me strictly. Um, she likes a glittery uh, bomb, doesn't she? Oh, she looks she fabulous, fabulous Nadia. but she like all of her dresses have got a glittery bum. Well, you know, if you had a bum like that, would you not want to glitter I, it? Just constantly. It's not necessarily a criticism. Just, <laughs> just glittery yeah. bums from here to next. It's just Thursday. a glittery bum observation. Uh, anyway, Nadia can't be the subject of five minutes of glittery bum chat. That's not very nice. Um, but like Nadia is really growing on me. Yeah, now. she's sort of sarky and funny and uh, she couldn't keep a straight face at David's natural hair <laughs> in training <laughs> like this was much better than his previous dancers but not eights I, no. I was about to question the eight yeah um, I mean, well done for improving, but your left elbow was still incredibly low. He was still quite clunky and slightly out of time at parts, so no. <laughs> um, I think maybe they just did not want him in the dance-off this week. I don't think they wanted Nadia in the dance-off. I mean, the poor girl's been in every dance-off she's been in the show the last two years, bless her soul. Oh, God, so she has. Oh, oh. This is why we never get a chance to get to know her. Yep. <laughs> Because oh, like for the past two years, we've only seen her looking sort of pensive and nervous. I like her better like this. Yeah, yeah. having a laugh. It it was fine. I I I do fully expect him to be back in the dance off next week though, because he's I, he's probably back to Latin next week, and uh, we good all luck know everybody. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, he's already done the serious Macho Paso dance, so his options are what? A jive, a salsa, a samba, cha-cha, Charleston or a rumba? Oh, please, it'd be a Charleston. Charleston, Charleston, Charleston. Oh, God, that's a lot of leg for Charleston. (laughs) Him doing a swivel would be... It's a long long way for him to drop Nadia. Oh, my God. I just don't want to see a David James rumba, to be honest. I don't think you I know, I know I don't need to worry about it, but I don't want to see it, so <laughs> it's not real, it can't hurt you. Um <laughs> I still don't get the greatest show. No. My complaint is uh well, amongst mm. my many complaints is that it doesn't actually have enough songs in it to be a musical. Correct. And my greatest complaint is that it whitewashes somebody who really shouldn't be whitewashed. Um but I also had to spend a week listening to two songs from The Great Showman on basically repeat because if there's anything 10 to 14 year old girls really love, it's The Great Showman. 
Yeah, they do. I'm trying to think what our problematic fave was when we were 14. It's probably Oasis. I mean, <laughs> like, the almost any of the musicals that we grew up loving have a bit of a uh, element to it. Or, like, like Joseph, Joseph yeah. Like, on, yeah. yeah. And many but others. They're all mostly but... fictional. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Whereas uh, yeah, Peter Pan and... and... was an actual person with an actual hideous. Yeah, he was an actual. He impacted, impacted, actual people who really didn't need him to make their life harder. Anyway, we are going <laughs> to continue to go on about uh, our problems with the Greatest Showman for years to come. Because we're not getting rid of it from the sort of canon of popular mu- popular films anytime no, soon. No, it's going to be a Strictly... Nope. It's going to turn up on Strictly again. Just a thought on The Greatest Showman. Funny that they didn't yeah. even use it in mu- movies or musicals week. It is just now so regular <laughs> that we're going to use it in regular weeks. <laughs> no theming oh. necessary. <laughs> it's that embedded. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's saturated as now. Oh, dear. Dancing the rumba and, frankly, being reduced to the status of a piece of meat is Kelvin Fletcher and his partner, Oti. I don't like a public service broadcaster starting a segment with a and now it's time to perv announcement. No. Yeah. No, it's it's unprofessional, first and foremost. Usually unprofessional. And it's just weird. Like having all four judges being like thyrub.gif over it, as if <laughs> like as if this was an episode of shooting stars and they were all victims. <laughs> it's, it's unseemly. Unseemly. I must admit, when we hit record tonight, I as an expect they hear the words thyrub.gif, so that's a new one. Um I have a major issue with Kelvin's arms when he dances Latin, I've realised. I had the same issue in the samba, and I have it now. There is no fluidity to his arms. His, ar- his arm and hand is just there. He just puts it there. There's no... It goes from A to B. There's no sort of, like, get- getting, like, A to Z sort of... I mean, if, if you know what I mean, it's like, my arm's here now. My arm is there. My arm is here. And I just love how he tries to, like, convince Oti to stay with him, and she's still gone, nah, set off, and just walked away at the end of the routine. It's like, just pushed him away, like, bye! I am my own person, and I'm a queen. <laughs> Yes, Otis agrees. I'm I'm glad that he's giving her the results that she deserves. Yes. Um, yes. Yes, that's a good thing. But I do think that he's like some some actual critique of his technique that's not based on like just hormones would be nice, please. Mm. Well, yeah, because when he gets it, when we do get down to like the final eight or seven it's going to come as a massive shock to him because he's thinking he's doing amazing when it's like well if you tell him now we can improve but but at this rate everyone else is going to improve he's going to stagnate and then he's going to drop i don't think you can stagnate when you're dancing with ot you continue to improve until you sort of top out at your skill level well then you just get overshadowed by ot then which is already happening because I didn't watch Kelvin for much of this because I just thought, oh, she looked amazing. I loved her wig. And it was all very dark. That's what I noticed. They were in black. The staging was very dark. The chest of drawers was even like, like it was all very dimly lit. And dimly I thought feet. that there was going to be a light cue at some point and like sunshine was mm. going to break through. 
because but it was ain't no sunshine and there was no sunshine yeah i also hate this song with a burning passion i've what, heard it what, what what did this song do to you elliot i've heard it so much of compositions and it's really dirgy in my opinion it's just dirge well, I mean, it's good when uh, Bill Withers does it. <laughs> Just not the Strictly Band. And uh, we didn't, we didn't get the the really sort of tension. I know, I know, I know, I know, forever and ever bit, didn't no. we? No, no, true. Just got verse, verse, chorus, chorus. It was just. <sighs> um, but I think well, we, as Emily said in the WhatsApp, it was raunched by numbers. It was like they had the strictly raunchy rumba checklist, and they were ticking things off. I don't. Well, hmm. it, like, like he clearly does it for all of the judges. But if you're not interested, then there's sort of not really a lot there for you in his routines, apart from Oti. Yeah. Um and. Yeah, I was already put off by Tess pretending to understand the human emotion of love. <laughs> <laughs> the Tesswatt. That's something the Tesswatt does not need to learn. Show me some of this earth thing you... Mm. <laughs> 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 nah. Nah. Um, we just stumbled into some of Anton's porn. Well, any... Well, anyway, <laughs> yes. Let's mo- let's not carry on talking on that let's... one. Um, Moving swiftly yeah. on, Emily. I... A sensible critique. It was a, it was of the sort of rumba that I don't enjoy, where um, it is the out and out raunch stuff. Um, I think we've we've often covered that. I just find it a bit grotty. Um, and I'm not a fan of it. And and I think the observation that we we've made is that actually Kelvin doesn't look a hundred percent comfortable with the sort of comments he's receiving. I think he maybe even wants just some like normal dance critique, uh, which seems reasonable given that he signed up to do a, a dance show. Um, if if we flip this and this was a female pro. Uh, sorry, a female celeb being subjected to this sort of comment. Um, we would already be having an inquiry. Yeah, and like as as podcasters and fans of the show, we'd be furious. And I think it it's um, just because we flipped it doesn't make it a good thing to do. Um, I also thought that if they were going to put him in one of those sheer uh, Latin shirts, they needed to have the one of the ones where their pants are attached and it's tucked in. Because it looked a bit weird yes. hanging over his trousers, flapping around like a barista's apron. Um... <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, totally agree. It's one of my, it's one of my big bugbears in the Latin circuit. It's like it's, it looks too toned. Tuck it in. Like, oh uh, no, I. Yeah, tuck it in or have it carried on. If it's going over your trouser, have it all one color. Don't just change it where it should be tucked in because it looks weird. It looks like the straps are pinged off where your poppers have gone, so it's it's just gone over your trouser. I fully agree. That sensation when your poppers go Oh, it is. It really is. I was going to say, only 90s kids will remember the poppers on your body going, but bodies are back! 
And and I, some I will... some modern kids will remember will now understand the horror of the poppers going on your jogging bottoms because they made a brief return. <laughs> Uh, and I wear I wear suspenders uh, and stockings fairly frequently, and there's nothing worse than hearing that go ping. <laughs> Join us on Keep Dancing podcast. All of our poppers have already <laughs> gone. <laughs> Dancing the jive and adding in an alley in the 1980s to our list of places that Strictly thinks you can jive in America. It's Viscountess Emma and her partner Aliash. Moment of silence, please, for Aliash not getting public votes when he's dressed like a bross. <laughs> Just... it, it was awful. Moment of silence for Aliash I... never cooking. Making the flattest chocolate cake I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I, d- I did like. <laughs> he tried, bless him. Elliot, you got your wish of a jive happening somewhere that wasn't in like a school hallway. True, we got a brick wall, so like Yay. an alleyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know the idiom. Be careful what we wish for. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna stop there committing now, things to pod. It's too dangerous. Now, there are now five places you can jive in America. <laughs> um, so Aliash to do so. What we know now is Aliash is going to be on Celebrity Bake Off next year, failing adorably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just eating all the ingredients. Yeah. I thought Vi- I thought the Viscountess looked very cute in her little American flag outfit, but unfortunately the jive was too weird, <laughs> apart from like right at the end where she started doing those drops, and mm. then that pricked my ears up, and I was like, why couldn't it all have been that exciting? <laughs> Yeah, that... The other bit I did like was the, the handography on the steps. Mm. That was very good, like, n- new wave Yeah, moves. I liked that bit. Yeah, the the drops the drops were, like, a lot of her core strength because she went, like, she, she dropped down and bounced up very quickly. And I was like, I can't do that. Christ, he's like, give me a sec. <laughs> that's, um, that's what happens when you've got two jobs you do for three hours a week and the rest of the time is Pilates. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I was surprised by her marks, mainly because, like, the critiques she was getting all seemed very positive. It's like, oh, the energy you had, and you're like, you kept going, blah, 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 blah. There wasn't anything negative, so I was like, oh, this sounds as good, if not better, than her critiques last week, so she should score higher. And then she only got sevens. I was like, oh, I expected a few eights, but it's fine. But she was a bit too straight-legged, to be honest, I did notice. She needs to get into the floor a bit more the first time. And... I did feel bad for her when the red light went on her, because she just looked immediately devastated and then you know when she was dancing in the dance of it kind of looked like she'd reserved to going home it's like well dev's a better dancer dev's gonna stay because the judges want to keep him because he's beat me every week on the leaderboard yeah I this thought, is it <laughs> i thought she danced the dance off like she'd given up so i was very surprised to see the judges being like yeah you shone and you gave it more energy and i was like really really <laughs> like I- polite but really she I mean, I am glad she's here. I I do like Emma, and I do like Aliash, and I prefer this partnership over Dev and Diane, I'm sorry, so I am glad they stayed. But the thing that shocked me the most when we think about it is that David and Emma tied, so they had the same amount of jury points, which means David and Nadia somehow got more votes than Emma and Aliash. And considering Aliash is such a popular pro with the public, I am shocked that Emma did fall into the dance-off, because that means David got a higher televote. 
But Ali Ash is so popular, and we know the pros are the stars now. Who the hell knows what happens with the televote? I know we keep trying to come up with theories about what is happening with the televote, but I think that Strictly is one of the more fluid ones that changes week to week, mm. and it's strongly dependent on who the who the audience feels sympathy for. And so, like, quite a lot of people will have gone, oh, he's giving it a try, that David James James David. Um, like, we'll give it, we'll chuck him a vote for improving. Also, I really like The Greatest Showman. Like, when we were doing the uh, UK Eurovision selection, as soon as that one, uh, that one that was obviously going to have Greatest Showman staging had Greatest Showman staging, I was preparing myself for that to win. Yeah, I mean... I do feel really worried for Emma this week because when she stood there with Aliash and she was getting the votes through, you could see she was getting really emotional. I think it's because she's thinking, oh, God, I'm about to knock out someone very popular in this in this group. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm at fault here. It's my fault Dev's going home. And I haven't. It's not her it's, fault. It's like, not there her were, fault. There but... were four people who could have changed that. <laughs> but at the same time, like people, because Dev had been doing so well, this can also, you know, I I haven't seen any because I've avoided it. But like with Ashton, it could cause fixed claims or an, or people instantly dislike Emma. It's like you're the reason Dev got knocked out, and it's not her fault. Which is why I'm glad she's got Aliash because Aliash is the sort of person who will not mollycoddle or belittle but will like say look come on you're still in the competition it's fine it's not your fault let's get in the training room let's knock it out this week and let's prove that you deserve to be here which is what Emma does need right now because I think she's feeling very guilty about what's happened well the landscape of devastation as soon as the spoiler came through was that all of Diane's fans suddenly were claiming that they had trouble voting of course um and uh what else was it well all my votes uh, went through fine so i had no issue voting <laughs> well yes whatever it's always the same thing when mm-hmm. uh somebody popular gets knocked out there's like fixed ac- accusations uh i couldn't vote uh blah 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 uh but yeah whatever happened they just didn't get enough televote to get through what you've got to remember is that this year is probably the first year that Diane's like newfound fans via Joe will be watching the show without her partnering Joe, and they won't un- really understand um, that this happens sometimes, and there's not much you can do about it as much as you don't want her to go out. Yeah, yeah and especially if you got a really good one last year, mm. like it's you take your chances with who you get the year mm. after. Oh dear. But yeah, Strictly is a cruel, cruel show, as well as being about nice people having fun and learning things. Dancing a salsa and causing BBC social media operators to misuse terms like wig snatching, chantay and sachet, it's Michelle Visage and her partner Giovanni. Can the BBC stop using drag terminology? It's getting sad. Well, it's like cross promotion. So, like obviously the yeah, I know it's all about cross promotion, but there's obviously sort of a team of three or four people who do all the social media, and some of them know how to use the drag terms in correct context, and some of them are just like, "Can I put Shantae in this?" "Yes, I can." <laughs> and send. 
It, it seems like a verb. You just imagine in their office, they have like, like on a whiteboard, just words you can use with this celebrity. And it's like, get these into a tweet and send with a GIF. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. So, uh, yes, pre-communist Cuban decadence Barbie. <laughs> it wasn't it. Like that dress was just an explosion of... And, oh, God, she did really look like a drag queen last night, like, with the hair and the makeup and the dress. It's like, where do I look? There's a lot going on here. <laughs> was that a wig or was that, like, um, uh, crimping? I think she I has... think that's crimping because when she had the cha-cha, her hair was quite long in that slick ponytail, so I think she just has quite long hair. I think yeah. it... When it's all straightened and then sorted out. I think she's got a similar hairstyle on next week's Drag Race. Which possibly oh, doesn't narrow it down because obviously that was recorded over the summer, but well, if you're on, if you're on Strictly, you use Strictly's wigs rather yeah. than your own. Um, that that frock was just like the anti dress of the week. I really can't go over how absent Giovanni is, is seeming this series. Is it just because Michelle is such a big personality, he's letting her take this take the stage, or is there something else? I thought their rehearsal for their training footage was really tense. Yeah, yeah. Like, like they were, like it wasn't quite working, and they were on the verge of having a big stand-up scream fest. It, it mm. kind of swung between that. I think they're just. I think they, they're both very strong personalities, possibly, and I think maybe occasionally they rub each other the wrong way. But it's not like some mm. of the other partnerships we've seen where, you know, the celeb would rather be anywhere else than with their pro. Than with AJ. Or Brendan. <laughs> or Brendan. Or James. Because <laughs> yeah. Brendan and James just bullied them. Yeah. Whereas or this is just yeah. two Italians clashing. <laughs> yes, I suppose, uh, yes, you do have to take the Italianness into account. Um... They're rolling on, rolling on, and uh, doing a rumba next week. I think this is a big mm. test. Yeah. So because so far, Lavazage has just sold everything so absolutely hard that, um, like Kelvin, the initial impression is stopping is like protecting any lapses in technique. Only in this case, it's a sort of an overall impression of incredible showgirl rather than just muscles. Um, and the rumba, like you can sell a rumba, but that like it might not work. You, you can rumba walk, but the, you can't diff- hide in a rumba. Yeah, the difference difference between a rumba and a cha cha or a samba is because it's so much slower. You can sell it all at the top, but the judge still has time to see all that at the top and still see what your feet are doing at the same time. You so you have to get both elements right. The cha-cha or the samba, if your feet are a bit messy, you can just be a sit and be a showgirl. The rumba, it's it's more equal balanced. And yet this will be a big test for Michelle and her technique next week. I wonder what they're going to be dancing to. I, I genuinely can't wait to find out what music Michelle gets. Because like Michelle is obviously getting um, like producer favourite, like quite iconic songs to dance <gasps> to every week. Chains by Tina Arena. Fabulous rumba. Is that her name? 
The song's called Chains, and I love it. Is that, that like a big uh, competition rumba? Yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, we've already had a big Celine moment, so... Uh, and we've already had a big emotional Whitney Houston. Which is where I've got all the different uh, thumbnail clips of the dancers so that I can have a reference point. And uh, it went wrong. <laughs> Sorry! Yep. He is. Sorry, I muted myself. I didn't realise. Hello. <laughs> I am here. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I think so. Dancing a foxtrot that made me feel the opposite of that video of Sean Mendes and Camilla Cabello kissing. It's Will Bailey and his partner Jeanette. So Senorita actually, Senorita actually is a competition foxtrot. Jeanette. <laughs> yes, it's it's a very recent competition foxtrot, but that I would play it off my phone. But I don't want this to get copyright strikes, so... <laughs> okay. Vicky. I was going to say, Jeanette, in another weird ballroom concept moment that I wasn't massively sold on, although we've justified the music choice now, but I just wasn't keen on the theming. Yeah, that is... I... They could have got away with just a dance-themed dance there, but, you know, the word senorita is in, so we're immediately full Latin. I think a lot of it was the tweaks that she made to make it easier for Will to dance it. Well, possible for Will to dance it. Yeah, because if you like, so this was the the first one that's just been. I I actually can't do the dance to the standard because I don't have ankles in the way that other dancers have ankles. Yeah, so I think that's yeah. why the theming was so heavily weighted towards the Latin because it meant that he could use his knees to create the rise and fall if I'm right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, rather than, yeah, rather than having to use his ankles to create that. And so it was actually like it was quite a clever way of doing something. Um like when last series AJ had to tweak the uh, lifts for him and Lauren because there were certain handholds that were just not physically possible so they had to tweak the way that these um things were expected and i think that what jeanette's done really uh like properly and professionally dealt with what couldn't physically be done by will yeah for all that we normally drag jeanette for her choreography uh she has done uh, an amazing job here making reasonable accommodations which is what everybody should be making to allow for what Will can do and uh, like what just is beyond his range of movement. Yeah. I mean, Craig was right. Every time Will took up hold, there was this sort of face of, 
oh god, I've got to try and do this properly now, like sort of, sort of dread. But okay, he got through it. He did he did an amicable job. Fair play to the lads. I I still like him more than the routine, so to speak. So if there was a personality award in Strictly, I think he would win. But I don't see him in the final like I first envisioned. I think he is going to fall off soon. Sadly. Um, but he's like going to benefit from a greatly enhanced position in the public psyche. And um, like it, he's just so easy to get behind. Oh, yeah. I mean, the BBC are going to use him for so much like pre-Paralympic stuff next year on the road to Tokyo. So he's got so much... TV work sorted next year. And that is fifty percent of why people come on strictly. <laughs> learning <Yes>. to <laughs> learning to dance and the odd crafty is the other half. Um yes. Good. Dancing a quick step and reusing the other half of Kevin Clifton's leftover 1960s mod theming. It's Mike Bushell and his partner Katya, and I can already hear the the sighs of disappointment and annoyance. <laughs> and that's just from me. Well, there is a lot to unpack here. Yeah, I mean, if you no, if, if you'd I, have I... been wearing like a proper like authentic Dexy's Come On Eileen outfit. There'd have been some armpit hair and nipples to deal with and nobody needed that. I didn't need this at all. Yeah. Why Come On Eileen? <laughs> Why? Why was Why it mod skif- themed? Why was it a skiffle? Come on Eileen. Is Katya I... is Katya okay? I don't know. I don't think she is. I no. I I I just. She seems very, like off. Fragile. Not to like, not to delve too far into the timeline, but obviously they announced their split the week before the launch show. So it's been six weeks at a push. So it's all still quite raw for her, and obviously she's seeing her ex of her half having a really good time with her with his partner, and I think she's just. The mask is slipping, which is not that you should wear a mask, but it it is sad, and I think that scream at the end kind of encapsulated it because it was just, yes, she was pa- proud of Mike, but I think everything else then rose to the surface in that rush of adrenaline, and that's why she collapsed, which was a bit of a worry. In all honesty, I don't think it's helpful for us to psychoanalyze her, and all I no. want to, us to say really is that. We hope that Katya's okay and that she's got her mates around her and that someone's going to take her out for something nice to eat. Spa weekend. And then spa weekend, something nice to eat, general lounging about. Yeah. And then, yeah. I want good things for everybody. I want good things for everybody because I'm worried about everybody. And I want everybody to have a nice support network and to get on. But it can't be easy being at work with your ex. No. No. And but... you know, there's there's other like uh relationship and ended relationship uh, angst going on yeah. or has been going and on within the larger group. And it's also just a really emotionally intense place to work. Yeah. yeah. Like this becomes your life for four months. It is a lot. But back onto the dance. How on earth to just get a nine from Motsi? Oh god, I just I'm done with this. <laughs> if we if we're gonna have somebody who's a bit of an amateurish dancer but is giving it absolute laldy, can we not just keep Chris? Mike, yeah. Mike is absolutely surplus requirements. 
Like, Mike... Chris is actively trying to learn, and Mike just seems to be trying to humiliate himself. No, I... I think Mike is trying to learn. The thing is, though, that Mike is covering up his shortcomings with gimmicks. Like, they did the whole, like, sort of hand clapping and waving in the middle of the routine. Every routine in Mikey Catch has had, has had a middle break of some kind. Chris is actually doing a proper routine full out from start to finish. So it looks like yeah, Chris, am... to be blunt, is trying harder. But it seems like the producers have picked, who do we want to keep, Mike or Chris? Let's go with Mike. So we're trying to play down Chris and big up Mike. That's what it feels like, and it's annoying me. <laughs> I think Katia's routines are slightly more um, inventive than Karen's by a bit. Um, so she has that kind of sway with the audience vote that her routines are a bit more entertaining, don't know. Yeah, I, this one didn't feel as inspired as normal, though. No. Had the Strictly Chippy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what? What? <laughs> I this, don't even... This, throws my entire theory of medium-sized props and the prop warehouse this this changes everything <laughs> even in the lens lens it's like the whole thing was like catch saying should I go for some chips yeah let's go so where does a quick sip and come and Eileen come into popping down to the chippy like like did they literally just get three darts and go that with that with that We'll make it work somehow, guys. Let's go. <laughs> well, if you give people enough cognitive dissonance with the theming, then they're already a, a, a established in cognitive dissonance when the nines come out for that. I was going to observe that I don't understand why so many of... And it is specifically Catch's routine, has the bounce and beckon to the audience combination that I find deeply irritating. Bounce and beckon um, to the audience? The uh, bounce, bounce, and then beckon to the audience to join in with clapping. Oh no! It's quite yeah. Uh, the other yeah. move, uh, Katia also brought in another move that I want to see banned from the Strictly Dance Floor, which is the one where the lady uh, goes into a sort of a crab with her face just oh. below the gentleman's teabagging region, and I never want to see that again. Ever, no. ever, 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 no. ever, ever. It just never looks good. No, it just... It just... Like, no. what is it trying to prove? No. Anyway. <laughs> Dancing the couple's choice contemporary to Celine. And all I can say is... Je telephone à la police! It's Saffron Barker and her partner, AJ. <laughs> oh, so much to say about this. Oh, 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 Paul. So I brought a kilogram of brie uh, to band camp this weekend, and uh, then we melted some of it and dipped bread in it, and that wasn't as cheesy as this. I want to know where you got a kilogram of brie from. That sounds brilliant. Uh, Marks and Spencers, it was reduced. <laughs> hey. Nice. Um, I'm so really upset. I'm really upset that like a lot of the general public are going to think that is what contemporary dance is. And like when when Craig demonstrated it, um, you know the eye thing, the covering of the eyes thing in the lens lens piece, he got laughed at. But that is what contemporary does. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, contemporary is all about the emotion, yeah. isn't it? It's it's all about the emotion yeah. and sh showing a story through your movements, and it should be able to be. Oh, we had transcribed without words. It was very it was very literal in like a a pans people legs and co way of interpreting the lyrics though. Like, I would much rather see people do contemporary to music without lyrics 
so that it's even more impressive how they're telling a story without words because they're actually doing it without words rather than just like doing the actions along to Celine. Yeah, it's the actionness that I can't cope with. Can we talk about the most over-the-top X-Factor Couples Choice VT we have ever seen and ever will see to the point where it felt fake? So we had but Saffron the thing is, though, there's, there's nothing grand. even there's, there's nothing even like particularly significant about the nan. It's a very nice nan, but like she's not <laughs> she's not she's not dying. <laughs> she's not like didn't I don't know. She hasn't got some bleak tail. Like it's an average nan, and I'm I'm struggling. Like I, it's game. a very nice nan. I love that. I, I'm 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 awfully fond of my nan. Um, it just I. I Help me, Saffron. Help me, because you're giving me nothing here. I'd like, and she's trying her hardest. But her, her her dismount from the lifts has improved quite a lot, and that's a quite a positive thing because we, well, I particularly absolutely dragged her on that in the first week. Uh, and there positive. was at least one lift lift that was quite impressive. Yeah, the one where she had her hands off his hips but she was kind of out almost um, horizontal which takes a lot of core strength yes but other than that I detest contemporary wafting because I've had to sit mm. through it in too many dance recitals um, so I'm never going to love this ever I think Celine Is... probably felt that, felt that that was happening yeah <laughs> she had like just... an, a momentary uncomfortable twinge it just, this whole thing just was, again, this is why I feel like it was so forced, like, okay, you've mentioned your nan, that's fine, we know you're doing Strictly because of your nan, because you've mentioned at every god-given opportunity, um, okay, so you mentioned this is her favourite song, okay, we get it, move on from it, you know, Vic danced to her mum's favourite song last year, she mentioned it once, she moved on from it, we then have her crying about her nan in the VT, make, trying to force you to feel something for her, they then do the contemporary wafting, she then stops and goes over and hugs her nan in the audience. It's like, gee, like, we get it, Saffron. We get it. No one else is doing this. You don't need to force it down our throats. And nan Maybe she does really love her nan. And nan is not a personality. I'm sure, she, I'm sure she does, but I'm sure we all love her nans. But, like, I don't shove it down everyone's throat going, I love my nan so much. <laughs> what is special about me is that I love my nan. It's like... Joe Joe Suglash, you mentioned a lot about wanting to, you know, do Strictly for his nan, you know, and get to black because of it, but, like, he didn't make it a thing. He was still Joe. I feel like Saffron's only thing is, I'm doing this for my nan, and not for myself. Well, right, okay, so last year, the thing about Couples Choice was, um, everybody who finished in the top half got to do a Couples Choice, and nobody who finished in the bottom half got to do that, got to do one. Like, even people who started doing fairly early couples' choices, um, it still ended up that they ended up finishing in the top half of the series. So everybody in the top half of the series got one of these long emotional VTs where they tell us some deep truth about themselves. But I can't remember any of the deep emotional truths from last year. The only one I remember is Faye talking at length about her son. 
because I found it a massive shift because it was Halloween week. And she was having this really somber chat about how her son really sparked her life again and all this stuff. And then they went into this really sexy, dark um, routine to all that... Not not all that jazz. Um, Fever. Fever. Fever, Still that was it. Yeah, and I was like... I thought, I, mean, I thought that's such a juxtaposition of what she had just said. <laughs> but apart from that, yeah, don't remember one of them, a single one of them. And I feel like I would much rather have the couple's choice VT about how they work with the choreographers. Because they do yes. work with external choreographers. And it would be really interesting. Like when they started bringing... Argentine Tango and Charleston in, they would often do a lot with the external choreographer in the training VTs. And I just think that would help us judge whether it was good or not, as well as being more interesting than these really personal ones, which I think they're very personal, but yet they have so little impact. <laughs> Dancing a tango and taking my advice about the effect of velvet on physique enhancement, it's Karim Zelwal and his partner Amy. Amy, I, I feel like they listened to us very carefully. She can taste for, for doing this. She can taste the trophy. In fact, she knows what <laughs> it tastes like because she nips backstage and licks it. I imagine quite metallic and sharp. Um, <laughs> claiming this, claiming it for herself. I licked it, therefore it's mine. Yes, yes. Next, next week is going to have her name on it on the bottom. She's like, 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 get like a label maker and a stick Amy Dowden on the bottom of it, isn't she? She's already written it on in one of those UV spy pens. <laughs> <laughs> We're not saying that she's like weirdly intense or anything, but the way she was shouting those noises in the training video, you can draw your own conclusions. But we love I them mean, when they're weirdly intense. Yes. You know how a, f how a few weeks I ago mean, we said Kelvin shouldn't have shaved? Karim should have shaved. He looked weird with his with his facial hair this week. It looked oh, weird. No, I, I thought he I wasn't good. a fan. It proves he's not twelve. Mm. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> don't know he... about that. Well, no, he can grow facial hair like one of the pros about his age. Not naming names. AJ. <laughs> I'm I'm petty. I'm sorry. Vicky. Um, what was I say? Oh yeah. Um, I think. Amy's grit as well is demonstrating the fact that she really could have got a renter pro on to do this week because she was clearly really sick. But no, she is digging in. She's going to get those tens off her own back and um, going to cough her way through the routine because she's going to get the glitter ball. Oh, God, yeah, she was really poorly, poor lass. She didn't mm. look great. Like, you could tell under the makeup she was feeling yeah, pretty rough, bless her. Like, we've all, there was we've a all, slight pallor. We've all done stuff. <laughs> On, uh, like, just on Sudafed and determination. But on Credit the plus side, it gave, it gave Karim a great chance to take charge and lead, which is what he did. Because Amy was probably going, "Where am I?" And so Karim had to had to take charge this routine because Amy was like, "I'm too sick and weak to do this myself. You've got to help me." And he was fantastic. I mean, Paradise is not a tango. It it does work. Doesn't mean we should use it as a tango. As much as I love George Ezra, why yeah, aren't you Karim in the production? Why aren't you in the production meeting telling them telling them these truths, Elliot? They can't afford my fee. I'm very. I I have a very expensive budget. <laughs> they can't afford <laughs> my fee. <laughs> it's all right, BBC. You could afford mine. I'll come and tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, but I I'm starting to very much want the win for them. Yeah. I think I'm, yeah, I'm feeling that way. 
Um, like at some point, like when the Kelvin train runs out of steam and Kar- muscle, Karim will be there waiting. Oh no! Now I've just got Thomas the Tank Engine, but with the face of Kelvin. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it? Is it from the episode where they brick him up? Uh, no, but but also that you know that um weird diagram of how a person would have to be inside one of those tank engine things. Also Kelvin in that. Anyway, I've, I've not had a lot of Stop it. not had a lot of sleep this weekend. <sighs> we can tell. Yeah, it's all very surreal, and the strictly isn't helping. That I think that was all the dancers. The wrong yeah. person. Yeah. The wrong person went home. Um, and we have our newly crowned destroyer in Viscountess Emma Weymouth. Um, and uh, so we reckon it's her and David in the dance-off next week, song choice permitting. Mm. Or, or Alex, because she's in dangerous territory. If she doesn't break through, she's a massive danger. Yeah. Sadly. Sadly. Oh, this is like when we got really attached to Naga. This is like when we got really attached to Vic. Mm. Yeah. I I just hope that uh, when Alex goes out, it's not in a weird wig like Naga. Hmm. Dignity and a nice frock. Dig- yeah. Dignity and a nice frock. She's a nice frock. For everybody. Not, not the Annika exit. She deserves better. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, I don't even want to think about that. Anyway, uh, uh, we're recording this on Kevin Clifton's birthday. I Happy wish birthday, that... Kevin. Happy birthday, Kevin. Happy birthday. I hope you're having Happy a really birthday. nice time and uh, that they don't ask you to do too much at work next week. Unless you want to do so, do a lot. I, just, I hope that everything's fine, Kevin. Um, right, frock of the week. <laughs> Nadia. Yes. Meg, you're you're concurring with Nadia. Elliot. Yes. Amy, because I loved that. Oh, it was lovely. Emily. Well, I was going to say Oti. You can still say Oti if you want. I am still saying Oti. Okay. Uh, so, oh, I could. Do you know? I'm going to say Amy. As well, so then we've got a split victory for Nadia and Amy. So, for frocks of the week, Nadia and Amy. Go, go DSI, go sparkly bombs. Yay, sparkle bomb, oh, sparkle bomb forever. Um, it was also nice to see the DSI team on It Takes Two this week and actually see the process of them making a dress within a week. That was some nice insight. Yes. Yes, I like the I like the guy doing the rhinestoning. It's like, how many do you think you put on? About six thousand. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, just an average day. <laughs> what a, a nice meditative job, though. Mm. Like stone stoning dresses is very therapeutic. I've done some for my mum before, and it's a great way just to like zone out for a few hours, especially if you've got like a good podcast or album going. It's great. Oh gosh, I I could get really into that. Really could. Okay, so that was another weird week in the wonderful world of Strictly. And next week, normality will not resume. This is normal now. Everything is shaken. 
It's Halloween. It, no, it's Halloween well, is the week. Halloween. Yeah, it's the week before <laughs> Halloween. Um, I've been your host, Ellie. Um, so I'd like to say good night, Meg. Good night. Good night, Emily. Good night. Good night, Elliot. Night, night. And good night to you all, especially our listeners in Australia. Keep dancing. Thank you.